0: Hey, today, it's out on the Couch with Matt King. Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother.
1: Uh, so I'm um, 25 years old, grew up in Penns, Kentucky. Uh, I went to college for a year, played football at Lindsey Wilson, decided I want to join the Navy. So then I went in and enlisted, originally as a nuclear engineer, uh, tried to be a machinist mate there and weld on nuclear reactors. Then I did make it through schoolhouse, had a little adversity, and then got into air traffic control. Did that for four years of my five-year contract on the USS Kearsarge, did a deployment with them, came out, and then decided I wanted to pursue welding. So I started looking at all my options, all the schools I go to, and I chose KWM. So where
0: were you stationed at? You said for four years you were?
1: I was in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, U.S.S. Kear there, um, lived on the boat for most of it, and then uh, towards the end I made E-5 and I got to get my own house and do a little venture out there.
0: There you go, E-5. So sergeant, yep, I, it's been a while, right. I've been out for 10 Army. or 12 years myself now, but it should, should correspond E-5 for the Army was was sergeant. So yeah, where's our second-class
1: petty officers? Second-class petty officer. And you said deployed? I did. I uh, went over to the 5th and 6th Fleet. We went through the Suez Canal and uh, started having uh, troubles with Iran, actually, in the Strait of Hormuz. Oh yeah. And uh, had a little tight tensions there for a little while and then got to see all kinds of ports. Jordan, uh, Aqua Jordan, we went to Rota, Spain, and uh, we went to Salala, Oman, uh, be it, uh, uh, UAE, yeah. Bahrain, and uh, uh, Dubai. It's pretty cool. So curious, and, and I didn't plan on going this direction, but uh, I'm...
0: Former military myself, Army, uh, engineer, ended up being a captain before I got out. Did a tour in Afghanistan. And as we put this school together, tried to put it together pretty dress right dress, if you will. A lot of structure, a lot of organization, um, high standards.
1: What's your take on it, military-wise, with your background? I definitely felt that uh, coming in. And the one thing I liked the most was kind of cutting the fat. Yeah. There wasn't anything that was just fluff to take up time just to have it. It's all things you need the classroom hit major topics. That's going to help you get a job. Things that are going to help you succeed in the workforce. And that's really what I was shooting for with schools. I didn't want to go to community college or four years or something. I want to get in, get what I needed, and get out there.
0: Yeah, that was, again, just going back to when we started this, uh, community colleges sometimes, a lot of fluff, a lot of hurry up and wait. And there's a lot of that in the military, hurry up and wait. Uh, Put a lot of feet up, uh, laid back, you know, uh, come in, come in, go as you please type stuff. And for us, that just wasn't what I wanted to go for with this type of, uh, of school. Uh, wanted to be hard-nosed, heavy-hitting, uh, get to work. You know, Nose the grindstone type. So I hope that's how it felt to you. Um, and there's some, there's some time to laugh and joke. It's, the instructors are, are laid back and, and, and good people. Don't get us wrong. It's not, uh, it's not drill sergeant right? It's not, it wasn't, it's not basic training by any means. But it definitely has a, a good rigid feel to it uh, as far as cutting the fat, like you said. Um, so what what attracted you to KWI?
1: Um, It's pretty close to my house. That's one reason I like love that. Yeah. And then, uh, just all the certs that you won't get at other schools. Right. And then also, I want to eventually be on a pipeline and downhill weld. And that's another option you can do here after you get your six uh, certifications with the program, the pipe yeah, program. Absolutely. And I wanted to be able to do TIG welding so I can walk in a plant, I can walk in a right away, I can go to a shutdown, a new construction, I can go to a fab shop, I can do it all. Yeah, with the skills that I got from K.W. and yeah,
0: that's a good, that's a good, uh, very good point to make. A lot of guys, a lot of students, of course, you you know this. They come, they want to be downhill welders. The downhill is, is sexy, it's cool, um, it's it's definitely attractive on, on Instagram and, and social media. Uh, but like you're saying, a smart move would to be a be a great uphand, uphill and downhill welder. Uh, by far, be able to roll into whatever industry is slowing up or speeding up. You know, you can, you're just adapting, always, and overcome. staying busy, right? Versatile, stay, stay drawing those paychecks. Um, pipeline lays off, you can jump in a refinery, go to a new power plant, paper mill, whatever you want, um, and stay, stay busy. That way you don't
1: get bored, too. Right, uh, shaking, network shaking network. things up. Yeah, big, you don't know? big network, and you always got phone numbers for anybody and everybody. Yeah.
0: Now you said you're pretty local here. Um, KDI students,
1: not, uh, they're not all Kentucky. You got any friends from other states? Uh, one of my friends started with uh, same days me. He's from uh, Southwest Virginia. Yep. Uh, a couple from Tennessee. Uh, people from all over. We started. Got a couple guys from Alaska too. So yeah. All yeah. over the place.
0: California, Florida, Georgia. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's a great. You talk about networking. Uh, all these guys come in. Um, you know, it's not a school to socialize. Don't get me wrong. As far as it's not a hangout type thing, but the networks, the connections you make here when everybody goes out are important. Absolutely. Uh, And it's not just one graduating class either, the way we cycle guys in every two weeks, um, like you said. You you came maybe with uh, the boy from Alaska who graduated early in your program, um, and now you're getting new guys coming in today even uh, on orientation day. So you're not just meeting 30 guys on your shift, probably upwards of 60 different faces and
1: names. Yeah, I have actually 120-something phone numbers from students that's passed through here, and there's only about 30 on first shift right now. Yeah, there you go. Quite so powerful, very powerful.
0: And you've got guys, good friends of yours that are already out, um, probably probably locking in on jobs that could, that could pull you in or throw you some numbers. Yep. Uh, and of course, you've been looking yourself. Um, talking about the, the welding day at KWI, what, what, how do you feel your time? you got eight hours a, sh- a shift.
1: Yeah, uh, so shift starts at 6 uh, o'clock. So I don't have to get there around 5.30. Get ready to go a little bit before that, as soon as the doors open, I'm in, put my lock on, get all my stuff out, set up. Um, I try, I try to have it so when I walk in first thing in the morning, I get to weld. Yeah. So I have my pipe prep the day before previously. So I have all my coupons out, ready to go, either tacked or untacked, get it ready, and weld it out as fast as I can, have some structures look at it, um, do that two, three, four, five times, depending on what I'm working on, a small pipe, big pipe, or a plate when I first started. And then uh, lunchtime, 40 minutes, get out, get something to eat, and as soon as you come back, the doors are open, you can weld a lot too get some done there, and then at the end of the day it's generally more pipe uh, prepping and getting ready for the next day. Or, which is a crazy option, it's one of the bigger reasons why I want to come to K.I.M. You have the option to weld on second shift. Yep. So you can do a 16 hour day if you want, which is astronomical, it's crazy, it doesn't happen anywhere else. I went to a small community college uh, with a Navy program when I was getting out, knew I was coming here. Right. I had option to go and second one to work, I go weld at this community college. I was like, let's do that, it's awesome. It's four hours. Yeah, they're on coronavirus schedule, but it was only still four hours. They had six, seven students in a smaller, smaller shop. And when that four hours was up, you got to be gone. We're locking the doors. You're getting out. There's someone else coming in. You're not allowed to stay. Right. But it's how many 16-hour days did you pull? Uh, since I've been here, uh, maybe probably about 30. But there's been a lot of 12s. Yeah, a whole bunch of
0: 12s. Yeah. So you've really taken advantage. You're a good one to talk to, especially recommended. To students down the road as they come into KWI, the, the, the tips and tricks that you can do, take advantage of to amass more time. Like you said, get that pipe beveled, prepped, and ready so that when, you're, when, when it's 6 a.m. and you're locking in, you're welding, you're not spending the first hour dragging leads and getting ready. Uh, you talked about welding 12s, 16s, um, that, that extra time. What other time hacks? Talk about welding through lunch, even. Yep. Grab a snack, eat, eat a quick lunch, so and if you can get back in that booth, um, just be well. So it sounds like you have sucked
1: every second out of your program while you've been here. Absolutely. One of the biggest things was learn how to use a torch. It's kind of overlooked almost. Once you get a good bevel on there and it's alright, it's not choppy or anything, you're like, oh, I'm good to go. But if you can get a clean one where you can hit it with a wire wheel, put a land on and weld it, it's astronomical amount of time you can save. So I tried to dial in on the track torch when I was on plate exactly the which setting have the same setting set every time five on acetylene, 25 on oxygen. If it's one inch plate, I'm running at the speed five. If yeah. it's uh, three eighths, I'm right under uh, 15. If it's a quarter inch, I'm right above 15. And that gives me a perfect bevel where I don't have to spend very much time at all grinding. And I can put a land on it, and get welding on it real quick. And uh, also preparing for the next step. So I was always looking at what am I doing after I pass this test. So once you pass AWS test on the process you're on, you need to move to another one. Right. So maybe you're you testing on a one inch plate, the next thing you're doing, maybe you're going to take you're going a quarter inch. So as I'm getting ready to test for this one inch plate, if there's a a track torch open and quarter inch is laying out there and ain't nobody on it, I'm gonna cut some coupons real quick, get them prepped up, have them in my box ready to go for when I pass that test. Right. And then same thing with pipe. If I'm on two inch, or I'm on six inch, about to go two inch, I already I was cutting two inch before I was ever on it. Yeah. Getting it ready to go. And so then when it's open, it's open. So that's a great time to jump in there, and then Sundays, if there's no line on there, uh, there's nobody prepping pipe on Sunday. It's a great time to prep pipe there too. As yeah, well. yeah, we've a lot. To open up four hours. Yeah, I actually uh, made my own rollout wheel. I've been prepping some pipe at my house. Yeah, uh, I want to go there and work on my truck and stuff. So like taking that. advantage of
0: every second is important. And, and how many certifications you roll on right now?
1: I have. I'm working on my tenth. Yeah,
0: i have nine right now. And then how common would you say it would be for, for guys to get the golden arm hood? You've got one. I, I know we've graduated a handful of guys here recently mm-hmm. um, that have gotten uh, Nick and George and, and really good guys, Jennifer, rolling through uh, right in front of you, graduating. How
1: many? I'd say anyone coming in this program, if you want it, it's yours. Yours are taken, but you gotta earn it. You gotta get in there and put your hood down, get more hood time than anybody else, and you'll definitely have it. Yeah. If you're gonna come in, do eight, a- lollygag and coke and joke and talk and not take advantage of the opportunity in front of you, you're not going to get it. That's where I go too.
0: I appreciate that you said that because most guys, are going they're going to boil it down to skill. It's not fair because uh, Matt welded before he got here or Matt's naturally gifted with it. And I don't think that's it at all. I think hard work beats talent if talent don't work hard. And, and that's where it gets to. So I'd say roughly 15, 20% of the guys come through, get that golden arm hood somewhere but it could absolutely be 100% if everybody came in with the grit and grind that you've got. Um, again, it sounds like you go home and, and, and think about, hey, tomorrow, how can I suck another minute out of my day? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the bathroom, you know, what less, whatever, just calculating ways to get, get more time. and That's great. Uh, talk to me about, you said you, you, you dialed in, how much do you appreciate the fitting portion of it? There's a lot of schools out there that you're going to go, Matt, and they're going to be store-bought coupons, everything you weld on. Is polished, pretty, and ready. Cut 37 and a half degrees ready for you. Cut 30 degrees ready for you. Um, now you had to cut, prep, grind all your own coupons. Do you feel like that held you back?
1: I thought it was going to hold me back. I thought I was like, man, I got to prep all this pipe and do all this stuff. But it turned out to be kind of a blessing in disguise because now. As I was paying attention to everything I was doing, I was picking up a trick here, a thing there that can help it go faster, better, and get a good fit up, and I can do it on my own. I don't have to worry about getting out of the field and, oh, I can't, oh, I don't know how to prep pipe. I need somebody's help. Hey, uh, right. on a job, site. hey boss man, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can do it myself, I can do it perfect every time.
0: Yeah, there's some jobs you're gonna get a helper, some jobs you're gonna get a fitter, uh, and some jobs absolutely not. It's all it's all you. Uh, we've got a couple guys in, in some double time work that, that essentially it's all them. They're a one stop shop, and, and they always appreciate the fact that they, they come out of here knowing how to fit, prep, uh, bevel, and, and get their own stuff ready. Um, that way you're calling for your own gap. You know, I mean, you, you're dialing into exactly what you need, what you want. Uh, so, and, and like you said, the pain is, is probably only two or three weeks worth, and once you get good at it, it becomes a pretty efficient process in getting through. Much like, well, once you get, get on it, um, those techniques and tactics pay dividends.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the classroom, you talked about not, not very much fluff in that classroom. Talk to me, about, so,
1: so specifically, what portion did you like about it? Um, so, safety is huge, huge. In any job and everywhere you're going, it's always safety. Military, that we yeah. safety briefs every morning, right? Absolutely. But it wasn't overbearing. Yeah. Because I've been to a couple times in the, the military. It's, oh, we're gonna do the safety thing. And then three hours later you're wondering, what did we start about talking about? Yeah. What was the why are we here? Right. Oh, being safe on the flight deck with this, but now we're into yeah. walking down ladder wells and this, that, and the other. That's not gonna happen in this evolution. It's always what's gonna happen today, what's gonna happen in your career, what are you gonna need? You hit the topics that are the most important, they're fresh in your mind, and it keeps you safe but it's not overbearing where you start forgetting things. And yeah. That was awesome and that's kind of with every topic. It's, it's what you need, it's not just beat in your head repetitive of things that is fluff, that is uh, not necessarily crucial to get the job done. It's everything that you need to get the job done. Yeah, and we give you guys those 130 30
0: cards, Amshaw 24, you get all your NCCR safety training. And what I like about our program is that at about month three, roughly halfway through, we send you to Basic Plus, yep. which is out of our hands. Um, we're sending you to a third party. you got to sit and listen to their, uh, uh, their lectures and then take a test. And to my, to my knowledge, in the, in the, all the time we've been doing this, we've had a 100% pass rate there. And I feel like it's because we do such a good job of getting you guys prepped up with all that OSHA 30, uh, that 1926 work that you guys do. So, did uh, Your
1: basic plus class, did you worry about it? Were you fretting? Did it- I wasn't. It felt like uh, a little slower paced than our classroom. So I was in there like, oh, okay, this is this is nice, this is good, it's going at a good pace. Is this going to speed up? It's going to be a little harder. I, said, oh, I got it. Okay, cool. Walked in there confident, took the test. I knew I passed it. Yeah. Turned it in, got in the card, and that was all there was to it. the review in our OSHA, uh,
0: military-wise. I know I spent a lot of time death by PowerPoint, mm-hmm. butts numb, uh, and listened to some guy read slides to me. Uh, I, I didn't appreciate those kind of things, but I always enjoyed the hands-on part. With our OSHA classes, we like to take you guys out. Uh, did you? Uh, using any fire extinguishers? Were you on forklifts? What kind of things did you do yep, hands on? I drove
1: forklifts, uh, put out a fire, uh, Clash Charlie fire, or crash uh, bottle fire, a uh, fuel fire. Yeah. Um, we got on ladder, ladder safety, harnesses, being up, overhead, stuff like that. Yeah. So, a lot of so things that,
0: that some schools, maybe that community college yeah. you're talking about, would teach in the seated position there. Watch um, a video. Watch, watch a video.
1: <laughs> Don't forget.
0: Right. i right. the next. But then we, we take you outside and let you guys, again, we feel like that's more industry, uh, more real world, and, and training to fight was something I wanted to bring to the table with KWI. Um, so we, well as your work type my, kind of mindset there. But um, all right, so what's, what's the best thing so far about KWI? What do you think would, would uh, if you were selling this to a cousin or, or a buddy down the road, what, what kind of things do you think set us apart? What which, would been the best part of your experience here?
1: The biggest thing is the, being a wellness chief. Yeah. If you want to put in the work, can. Yeah, time. They're not holding you back at KWI. Where other schools, and it's self-paced, if you can fly through, if you got well experience before, and you already can knock out these things, bang, 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 you can knock them out. Whereas other schools, is you got to sit through eight weeks of this process, two weeks of that, six weeks of this, and if you're aced it, certain, like ready to go x-ray on the first one, well, keep doing it.
0: Yeah, then you're bored in your process. Or if the pace is too fast at those other schools. Can't keep up, move
1: they, on, and they you don't you, get
0: it. Right. They give you a grade and push you forward. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, what uh, else, Matt? Instructor-wise, how did you feel you were uh, dealt? Uh, well, the instructors are awesome, uh, especially being diverse and being off the road. Because you don't get anybody who's, well, in 1970, this is how it was. Right. And I've been teaching since then, so I'm not too familiar. Like uh, Blake Hawkins, the first uh, my uh, instructor when I first got here. Right, he's been out and back in twice. Yeah, I've been there off the road. This is what I did on this job. Hey, you're gonna need this and do this and that. He knows exactly what's going on in the industry because he's still in the industry. Yeah, which and it's crazy. What I thought was cool about Blake uh, popping out and a lot of our instructors do uh, out in
0: any in. Um, Blakely, we consider him one of our long-term guys, but he asked for an outage and we we nodded our head, yes, absolutely, get back on your tools for a little bit. He took, I think, about a half a dozen uh, former students with him. Uh, So very cool to be be welding chrome next to one of your students, you know, and and I'm sure sure that helped them uh, assimilate into that industry, that that job too, as far as being, being, you know, buddy welding with your your former instructor, that's got to help out a bunch. So Matt, you're unique in that you came to KWI already rigged out. Like you've got, uh, is it an SA-200? Yep, got a 1964
1: Red Face SA-200. And you got your F, yeah. F-350? F-350, 6-liter uh, power stroke. Had it actually built from the ground up uh, from a guy down in Georgia. Right. And I knew exactly what I wanted. All the parts, bulletproof, everything. This truck's gonna last, my water's gonna last. I kinda want to uh, treat your tools right, and your tools treat you right. That's kind of mindset. I want something to buy once, cry once, and get what I want and what I need without it work for yeah. long. Have you got all your tools? Put together? you got all your jack stands? All your I have beveling? everything except yep. bevelers. Except bevelers. That. I'm waiting for a uh, first paycheck and I'll get my bevelers to be fully rigged out ready to go. I can still take a job without them on a pipeline. I can go to plant, and do anything I need. It's kinda, kind of kind a weird situation like you're saying. Uh, about three years before I got out of the Navy I knew I was, I was wanting to get into uh, welding. Yeah. And then I kind of dialed in kind I want to do pipeline welding or rig welding at least or be diverse. So I can go work refineries, work uh, compressor stations, work pipeline, work in a plant, work in a nuclear facility. I can do it all. So I started buying tools here and there with my paycheck. Instead of going out drinking like a lot of guys do and going to clubs and all that, I was saving money. I was working, saving money, buying tools. That's what yeah. I was doing for the past three years pretty much.
0: That's good. That's good. So when you break out then
1: out of KBI, what do you plan on doing first? Um, I'm actually gonna be looking for potentially being a helper on a pipeline yeah. if I can. Get in there, get some more phone numbers, some contacts, learn the ropes a little bit, and then jump in if I could. Or uh, refineries, if there's not helper positions available. i can gonna wanna try to get on a refinery, use my rig out there, or compressor stations, mobile weld, uh, or even possibly, if I could, uh, have my own mobile welding business on my own. my own. So no single
0: hand in your future?
1: Uh, not, not in the foreseeable future, no. no. Foreseeable future. I got
0: you, I got you. <laughs> now, at you probably know this, we recommend single handed a bunch. As far as the majority of guys coming to us aren't rigged out like you are, yeah. um, and it's great if you are. You've been welding on your own machine a lot, out here, just to get yourself used to your machine, dialing in. Yeah, and it's got parts
1: on it so it works a little better.
0: Huge it's advantage like to you to be able to, at your school, use your machine. Um, but the majority, what would you recommend for, for the
1: average student coming in? Average student coming in, um, KWI really takes care of what you need to get going. But all you really need to get out, in industry, from what I've seen, and all the people I've talked to, all the students that come through, and people come talk to us, and the event we had here at the welding competition, people from all over the country and industry came. It seems like all you really need is a toolbox, your basic tools from KWI, maybe throw in a couple more, um, some hole pins, some pipe wraps, some stuff that KWI provides to use while you're here. Maybe get some of that stuff for yourself. And that's all you need, a truck and a toolbox, and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, and that's what,
0: uh, looking at the camera here, we recommend single-hand first until you save up that money that Matt has got to go to put your rig together if you're looking to rig weld uh, or break out as a downhill hand. Um, Matt's advantage is, he's a little older, he's had some, some military experience, saved up his money, did the right thing, and, and made some investments uh, in that, but but reg- typically we're going to push single-hand first while you're building up that uh, that nest egg to, to purchase those
1: those rig tools. Uh, but no, that's great, that's great, and I'm excited for you. Well, a lot of guys don't ever want to go to the rig. No, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good opportunities to be had. Single hand welding. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's, it's hard mean. to beat. It's hard to beat some boiler, some you know, some seven twelve money. Uh, when you're locked, when you're locked in that boiler for uh, two or three months straight, seven twelves uh, pulling thirty six and one hundred twenty, you know, uh, that per diem adds up quick, and, and it's, it's good money for sure. And it's even better. You get
1: all that pay, and then you ain't got time to use it.
0: Not yeah. You're just too tired to spend anything. Absolutely. So it's just <laughs> racking up in the bank. That's for sure. Um, Alright, what other sorts are you looking to to get before you get out of here?
1: Uh, So right now, um, I'm working on my 12-inch bell on downhill. I'm going to try to get my branch as well. And I'm thinking I'll go back in the shop and uh, maybe my last week go for copper nickel so I could potentially work back in a shipyard with the Navy side of things. And uh, maybe some schedule 5 food grade stainless, stuff like that. You mentioned that torch
0: work earlier. Uh, I think that the, the branch
1: it's more of a torch test than it is a weld test, to be honest. I've, I've cut out a coupon right now, and I'm practicing on it, and I got a bad cut, and it's taken a while to get it dialed right in where I want it. Right, so I feel That's bad for
0: those those students going to schools that, that all their metal's prepped and ready for them. Um, if you're not handy with that torch, it's, it'd be tough to be a downhill hand and not, be, not have that torch just down pat. Absolutely, yeah. almost impossible. Yeah, I would, I would say, I would think.
1: Because there's, there's a time load on there, so if you have yeah. a bad cut, you have to spend 90% of your time of the test grinding. It's going to hurt when it comes down to, oh, I have five minutes left to cap this. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, so wrapping up today, Matt, if you could summarize uh, what you've got for us today, looking into the camera, telling those future students of KWI,
1: what would you recommend to them? Uh, you're going to want to take advantage of all the opportunities you got here at KWI. You're going to get what you put in. So put in your own, you're going to get everything you ever wanted out of it. Alright, so you heard it from Matt King.
0: You're gonna get in, you're gonna get out of it what you put into it. So you need to put in your all, folks. This is Katie Beyond the Couch with Matt King.